two, three. Welcome to the clam bake. Balance out the bad. That was really cool. Yeah. It's a mega-sode. It's a mega-sode. It is yeah. two podcasts of two friends, two old friends who live young in Los friends. Angeles. <laughs> young, really young. We're so young. <laughs> who both live in Los Angeles and decided to both start podcasts. And we, yeah. And they kind of have overlapping themes a little uh-huh, bit. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. we wanted to come together and... Uh, all ladies. All ladies. That makes four of us. Make sweet, sweet, know, sweet love how with each math? other. <laughs> <laughs> two pairs of friends makes four. Yeah. Two, <laughs> two plus two is four. Plus Trevor is five. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Engineer Trevor at the Nerdist. Yeah. So yes. since we're we're doing kind of a crossover episode, why don't we each um, you guys kind of introduce your podcast? Yeah, yeah. And introduce mm-hmm. ours, so we can kind of see you know where other people. Yeah. Crossover listeners, people who yeah. might know yeah. each other. Yeah. So what are you? Who are you guys? Uh, I like <laughs> to introduce Lindsay. Uh, this is Lindsay Stidham. This is Angela Golner, and we're welcome to the Clam Bake. We're a couple of clams <laughs> talking about. Ladies' issues and how to be a feminist in 2017. Because that's we're still in that year. Thank goodness this year's flying by, but it really we're still is. here, isn't it? And crazy. it also can't be over soon enough. Interestingly, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we're still here. We're still alive. So we're yeah. talking about yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're and just like us. exploring. Yeah, we're exploring feminism Feminist issues. We're also just learning how to do a fucking podcasts and how to be better listeners. Yeah. And oh, that's our, I like that. Yeah. That's our guest. Yeah. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a nutshell, through amazing guests, I should also mention. Oh, yeah. Oh, our uh-huh. guests. And, our, and amazing guests slash, ma- slash co host slash megasode people. Yeah. Yes. We, we don't have guests usually. Usually not. <laughs> no. You usually. guys are going to get addicted to it because it means you have to do you way mean. less work. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you guys come on and be brilliant. Yeah. This yeah. Is the best thing ever. Yeah. So Amanda and I yeah. started a podcast Balance Out the Bad. We are mindfully solving modern problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys have a like a tagline. We have a tagline. You're so far ahead of us. It's, it's it's fine. You guys, I think your tagline is like a couple of vaginas fucking around. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I thought your podcast was like it's the opposite of a sausage fest. Yes, yeah, that, that is was, one of that our taglines. One of our taglines. We, we basically our problem like, is we don't. We have like twelve taglines. Yeah. We're like we'll oh. try a different one out every week. <laughs> I love like two like maniacs in the room together, yeah. and you just get a lot of chaos. Two crazies expressing their crazy. Yeah. Our, our one friend who came on last week did say, she was like, I like your, Caitlin did. How did she define us? She was like, you guys are crazy are and I like a, that. Uh, emotional, like a mental breakdown. Yeah, you're having a mental breakdown every episode and I really oh, appreciate it. And we're like, thanks, cool. Caitlin. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot. Accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> but she's like, in a good way. Yeah. And we're like, hmm. oh, good, okay. I guess. Great. Cool. Figuring it out. <laughs> so that, we kind yeah. of try and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Amanda and I are coworkers, and we decided to start a podcast about the myths and claims that are surrounding our common everyday products. Yeah. So we bonded over thinking that the world, everything is killing us, basically. Sunscreen's bad for you. Yeah. Microwaves are bad for you. Your jeans are made by little... (laughs) 
you know, Indonesian girls and factories not get, that are dying. I know it's it's absolutely true. Yes. So what are we going to do about yeah, it? What are we going to do about it? <laughs> so some, so our our crux is to kind of try and find the balance of the conversation. Like some things we actually don't need to worry about. Some things like yeah. like the Indonesian women who are who are making our jeans, we do need to be worried about. Right. So that's that's how we started a podcast. Mm-hmm. Cool. Man, speaking of crossover podcasts, you guys should be on Lizard People with. Caitlin, who we had on two weeks ago, who does Ooh. conspiracy theories. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to send yep. an email yep. connecting yep. Yep. you guys yeah. because she's going to be all about it. I love it. Yeah. Only that. Circle Jerk. Podcasting yeah. Circle Jerk. Yeah. That's what we call it. Exactly. Yeah. Share so, the love. So what? In a circle. We are discussing today. We um, our, both of our podcasts sort of deal with um, women's issues. We are all sort of professional feminists in oh, our yeah. own way. Yes, and we are, so probably. we are discussing a big topic today. We are discussing birth control. Yes. So um, Amanda and I sort of took the tack of, you know, is what does birth control actually do to the body? What are we um, What are we actually experiencing when our bodies are, you know? trying to get pregnant and you guys sort of took the tack of like history and um like, like political, the political side. Side. Mm-hmm. yeah the political side of it why don't they want us to have this yeah, yeah. why is it I actually can't. better for everyone yeah. for women yeah. to have access to and it. i basically cannot bring politics into anything so you can blame me for that one you mean you can't <laughs> not can't can't not, not. yeah yeah that yeah. double negative right double yeah. negs yeah so how should we start you guys are we going to start with well Let's talk a little bit about the history, history. of yeah. birth control. We don't know any of it. Yeah, we. this Great. is new. So. Well, I also just wanted to start Story with some time. planned parenthood facts of just like how it affects, if you're a woman, birth control like affects you and your life, period. That 99% of women use birth control in their lifetime. I mean, that's like a staggering fact. It's insane. And that 56% of voters in America uh, support coverage for birth control. And 65% of millennials support coverage for birth control. And then one-third of all women have, at some point in their life, struggled to pay for birth control. Wow. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible. And then, you know, failure to provide coverage, in my opinion, I mean, this is probably more of an opinion than a fact, but is definitely a form of sex discrimination if your Hmm. employer is denying um, Mm -hmm. coverage. Uh, which is all things I think we're going to be newly facing um, in the year 2017. All these questions again. Um, and so Margaret Sanger, who is often thought as uh, like the precursor to Planned Parenthood being around, um, was a lovely, rich woman. It's a real badass bee. <laughs> a real badass bee with a lot of money. Who uh, <laughs> and she had and she has a background also in in care and caring for women who were going through abortions. Um, and this is, this is at what year? Hold on, this I'll is a long you. time ago, right? So before like, abortions yeah, were yeah, what they yeah, are yeah, today. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yep, yep. <clears throat> she died in '66, yeah. so oh, it was it okay. was early. So she got, but she. I'm glad she got to see the pop, the beginning of the popularization of birth control. That's because great. But she was doing we most have heard of her work of around like 1916-ish. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah. she opened the first birth control ago. clinic in 1916. She's an OG feminist. Before yeah. we could vote. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. Great point. Yeah. Holy crap. Man, she was... So she was seeing women who were having, who felt like they were having too many children and didn't yeah. have a choice mm-hmm. go through 
back alley abortions or take extreme measures. And so she was like, there has to be a better way than this. Mm -hmm. And she went to a dinner party and she wrote a scientist a check for $40,000. And I don't know what that would be equal to in today's time. Mm -hmm. A shit ton. A shit ton of money. Um, Mm -hmm. Because at the time, like only experiments were being done in South America on rats and they were proving effective. But she's like, we obviously have to test this on people. So she like literally was at a dinner party. She's like, I will write you a check so that you can uh, test it out. And um, and that began the process of legal birth controls. We know it today. Yeah. Who? What's her name? A moment Margaret. of silence for her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Margaret Sanger. S-A-N-G-E-R. Oh, Everyone yeah. take a moment to yeah. send some... Some beautiful energy toward her soul that's <laughs> stuck in purgatory for her. <laughs> All of the babies she killed. Yeah. Well, she also just went to, kidding. She went to jail She's multiple times as well. She's in heaven on clouds, dancing in the fountain yes, of absolutely yeah. rose. Oh. But I, I appreciate. I, you know, I feel like sometimes as a white woman of privilege, we're kind of like, where does our feminism come in how is it intersectional and she you know she mm-hmm. put her own body on the line she went to jail multiple times for her wow. f- firm belief that birth control should be legal and women should have the right to choose when and if they have a child oh um, and being at the forefront of it she went to jail for that and she put her money where her mouth is so I I 100% agree she's like the OG feminist applauded <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. That's awesome. um, yeah so that's like the very beginnings of where the pill as we know it today. Mm-hmm. The pill and yeah. uh, and multiple multiple forms. Well, right. Yeah. So the pill. I mean, really, what we're talking about is hormonal birth control, which is a lot of what these forms of birth control basically are. Right. It's just. Um, well, we can. So yeah, let's do it. So there's a lot of different types of birth control out there, um, oral, not oral. And uh, Molly and I looked into a couple of them in depth and how they work because there's just too much to get into in this uh, this episode. But um, they, what I when doing my research, I kind of saw that like the through line of the the um, uh, what's the word hormonal birth controls, and so the pill, uh, the shot, the NuvaRing, and the patch. I'm not so sure about the sponge, but but we'll do a throwback. Should we do a throwback real quick before oh, we get into the science? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because we yes, didn't talk please. about the sponge at all. An homage. I don't know. An homage to the sponge. We'll just play that Something really quick. Very strange about this girl. What? She's too good. Too good. I mean, she's giving and caring and genuinely concerned about the welfare of others. I can't be with someone like that. I see what you mean. I, I mean, I admire the hell out of her. You can't have sex with someone you admire. Where's the depravity? No depravity. I mean, I look at her, I, I can't imagine she even has sex. On the other hand... What? Thanks again for last night. Hey, I didn't even use one. Yeah. I thought you said it was imminent. Yeah, it was, but then ugh, I just couldn't decide if he was really sponge-worthy. <laughs> sponge-worthy? Yeah, Jerry, I have to conserve these sponges. But you like this guy. Isn't that what the sponges are for? Yes, yes, before they went off the market. But, I mean, now I've got to reevaluate my whole screening process. <laughs> I can't afford to waste any of them. You know, you're nuts with these sponges. 
George is getting frustrated. <laughs> yes. Yes. Love it. So it holds up. It does. Hold it does. Hold Absolutely. Up. So the sponge did go off the market, but the sponge is actually, I believe it is back on the market, but it isn't as perf- as, as effective as some of these other methods that we'll right. talk about. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's considered a barrier method. Yes. A bar- there's as. Yeah. Opposed to As the opposed oral, to hormonal, or, or, oral, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, the hormonal method. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we're so the hormonal method works kind of like the same, no matter which one it is. Which one it is, and so we're going to talk about the IUD and the birth control pill. Yeah, yeah, no, I can no. talk about the. So yeah. I'll talk about the IUD, which is a. They call it like a long-term, highly effective form of birth control that just it just lives in your uterus for up to twelve years, depending on which oh kind that you have. And there are two so kinds, right? There, are, there are there's the hormonal and mm-hmm. the non-hormonal, and the there are five kinds of actually the hormonal one. I just learned all about this. All who last has night. what here? First of all, I yeah. have a I have a Marina, and which is hormonal. a hormonal one. I used to have the um, Paragard, which is a copper one. I got that one. You got that one. Mm-hmm. See, I I used to like that one, and then yeah. I just I didn't. I started liking it. Like my periods got really heavy, and uh, I decided to because I again like sort of like hippie commune. Like yeah. I don't want hormones in my body. Right, I just right. want to be natural. Wait, but the Paragard doesn't have the Paragard doesn't have one, and yeah. so that's that's why I initially got oh, that got one. It, got it, got it. And so then I changed to the um, the marina. Got it. So there are there's the there's the paragard and there's the hormonal and there are four types and they all have really cutesy little names. Mm. The oh, marina, fine. the skyla, the kylina, wow. the liletta. Holy they all sound like dances you can do. Yeah, yes. or they all sound like little dancer names. They Did do. you see the SNL or sketch about the <laughs> the um, <laughs> yeah about the uh, pharmaceutical company that was stealing all oh, the yeah. black names? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's for their products. Boniva. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. really funny. That was funny. So each um, each of those different each of those hormonal ones have differing amounts of the same hormone, which is levon or gest- levon or gestrel. Levonorgestrel, which is a synthetic um, progesterone, which is one of the sex hormones that every human has, um, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Um, This is released over time into the reproductive organs, which is not released to the whole body. Um, So something that Amanda will probably get into later is that um, when you take an oral birth control, it's released to actually the whole body, which is why like a lot of women, their boobs get huge. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what happens to me when I take hormonal birth control. Um, But with um, the hormonal IUD, it's localized. So it's only getting released to the parts that need it, really. Um, So... We don't actually know how levonorgestrel works. Um, we don't know how it works. Hmm. It just That's so interesting. Isn't that interesting? Well, that's the same with the copper, right? It just like happens <clears throat> to be a spermicide. It happens to be a spermicide. Oh, it's like exactly. a weird sort of magic so, stick I've so got So the only stuck thing about the non-hormonal is that it's copper? That's, that's literally it. that's so, straight up it. It's oh just a piece of copper. That's awesome. How did Chilling they figure that out? I, I have no idea. <laughs> it works to create an environment inside your reproductive organs that cause the sperm cells to be eaten <gasps> by other Ugh. cells. Fuck yeah. Wow. Right? Like okay, okay, it's I'm like it's like I'm gonna up. eat you up. That's amazing science right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right? why science is real. <laughs> science yeah. is real. Um, <laughs> so they actually also fight off the swimming aspect of the sperm because you know, you know, like the oh, videos, like yeah, yeah, like you say like so a sperm and it's like swimming. 
So it actually, um, it like detaches the head from the That's tail. That's fucking awesome. So it's like the best. We're decapitating those sperms. You're not getting Deca- through. You're not I'm going to slice you up. Slice you up, right? And wow. it's IUD 99% effective. The 99.9% effective. So it's as effective as getting your tubes tied. Yeah. Um, so so the, the, I, with IUD, Neither IUD affects ovulation. It just it sort of it creates sort of the the copper one sort of you know fights out the sperm in the ways we were just discussing. Mm-hmm. But um, the other one sort of uh, makes makes sure that there's like secondary layer of mucus mm-hmm. so that the sperm can't get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a big and the, the egg can attach to exactly. the uterus, exactly, which is another part of another part of the fertilization. Yeah. Um, so a big piece of misinformation is that um, oh, you can't have an IUD if you haven't had a child. Um, well, you know, Angela and I have both not had children, yeah. and we both have IUDs, so True. we're we're that is a big piece of misinformation. Yeah, and I my own gynecologist told me. Well, she didn't say that I couldn't have it because I haven't had kids, but she said she doesn't re- recommend it because I haven't had kids. Yeah. And I was like, huh? What? That's, that's nothing it's to do. It's wrong. Why? Like every every piece of information that I was reading yeah. was, it's just, it's wrong. It's wrong. Um, and it, it is what people are flocking to right now. Yes. Because women totally. are afraid their birth control coverage is going away. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, so and it's like set it, forget it. Don't have don't to have worry to about, about anything. There's no user for error. years. And yeah, currently, truly. most insurance uh, covers covers it. Yes, correct. Oh. Uh, but the cost is like around a thousand dollars. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, it, oh, well. up front. Um, right. You know, mine. I think I had to pay. I think I ended up paying like, you know, the whole visit, like the pap, the you know, the labs, whatever. The the IUD was I think three hundred dollars. If I think about it, over the cost of the course of ten years oh, or eight years, right. that's like of what you would spend right. on you could birth control. For Fifteen yeah. years, the copper. The, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's insane. Oh. It's such a cost cutter. It's, yeah. So, but you still get your period. You still get your period. So with the copper one, um, your periods can sometimes be worse actually, or they can it can just sort of be your unmitigated period. Um, in America, we sort of start to mitigate our periods when we're teenagers mm-hmm. um, because we also, because for good reason, we don't want mm-hmm. our teenagers to get pregnant. Um, so you, we aren't, a lot of, a lot of teenagers aren't really sure what their, their periods normal are, period what women's, yeah, to be, what yeah. normal period That's is supposed so to be. So like the copper, the copper, the copper um, IUD might have that sort of effect where your period might just be exactly the way it's supposed to be. Hmm. Um, was, what was your copper experience? My like? copper experience was that I didn't, I didn't get a period for four months. Holy shit! Yeah, it, it went to me. That's what happened. Yeah. You did, you did. <laughs> I got your period. Um, and and then I ended up getting, swear to God, I got bacterial vaginosis <gasps> all the time because no. and I know is that I know is IUD hmm. and I got so in the my my doctor was like, yeah, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. And I'm like, Listen. did you have a new sex partner then? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. I hope you had a lot of new sex partners. Uh, yeah, then, probably. And that they were all very enjoyable. It, yeah. We'll see. Because we'll sometimes out. that can cause it's, vaginosis no, too, is yeah. some new bacteria and huh. the old bod. Also, can, I can also vouch for that, not necessarily in the copper IUD frame of reference, yeah. but in other frames of reference. Yeah. So mm. that was that was my experience with the copper one. And so I ended up deciding to get the, the Mirena. Because of the, the Because of the BV. And yeah. I. I mean, knock on wood, I really haven't had that similar problem yeah. since then. So huh. okay, that's cool. well, that's so yeah. You're probably right then. Probably, I think I think so. So there, but there are like it, as much as we're like lauding the IUD and how so many women are mm-hmm. getting it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. There are some risks. Yeah. Um, it can slip, and yeah. but it's extremely rare. 
Um, if it slips, it needs to be removed. Um, there's, there is, slips. men can't, it slips. Like, and just like, it can just, I mean, it can migrate. It can migrate. Yeah. It can take a little trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like living on top of your cervix. So like it, it, it makes sense. Mm. Um, but it's, but like nobody can feel it. Like okay. men can't feel it. How do you know it. if it they slips? They can a little bit. So I can feel it sometimes. Really? Yeah. Every once in a while, if you're really, really? thrusting in there. Thrust, getting it. Yeah. Getting it deep in there. in there. Yeah. That's, it's But possible. it's not like hurt. It's, 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 it's just like feels like, a, it's just like, like a, oh, there's like a, like a string. It's like a tiny, tiny, tiny little string. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's also part of it is that like yeah. there are, there are two strings attached to it that like, oh. you know, you're supposed, you're supposed, you're to, supposed check. to check. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't check. Oh. Molly, you oh, should, should check. You stick your fingers up be, there. I know. Just like get in there. Swirl around in there. Yeah. Fish around in there. Um, even, even more rare than, than your cervix slipping is, um, the the getting pregnant while you are on the IUD, the which getting, is nearly impossible. Uh, nearly impossible. Um, hmm. It it. However, if you do get pregnant, which is like it would be so hard, you can have an ectopic yeah. pregnancy, which actually we kind of we kind of alluded to a little bit earlier with like, you know the the attachment oh, to the yeah, egg, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. you're gonna attach it to the egg in one of the fallopian tubes. I think. We are not doctors. We are not scientists. We oh, yes. We say this all the time. We are not, <laughs> We're not doctors no. and scientists. Um, <laughs> the, the IUD can also attach to the uterine wall, which sounds kind of terrifying, but it's only one in 1,000 IUDs that happens to. So literally 0.1% that happens to. Um, and... I when I was doing my research a couple of days ago, we went to I went to a class action lawsuit site for the marina, and it's really hard to build a case against it. There's just really yeah. it's really safe. It's really it's work. It works really well for a lot of women. Mm. Um, I I can vouch for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a great thing. Was it very painful to put in? Some people That's it's painful to I've put heard. in. Like sometimes, <clears throat> like like I have a quote unquote tilted cervix. I don't know what that means, um, but you know, like I just I went into the ultrasound and had the ultrasound tech that she was like, like you know, putting my mm-hmm. doing the like the thing on my stomach and my OB put it in, like undid the flaps and mm-hmm. it's a little T just like sitting on top yeah. of my cervix and I don't have to worry about it. It didn't hurt. Didn't I? It felt like cramps. Like okay. it felt like um like I get cramps in my legs. Mm-hmm. Um so I get I felt I felt like cramps. It's weird. It's like it's not quite pain because you're not used to feeling anything there. Okay. So your brain I registers it as. Totally. What? But yeah. it's not pain like if you got like hit in the head with something. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. a weird, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling something, but I didn't know I could feel something there. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. At least and that's then it's what over. it was like for me. And then it was over. Yeah. But I have to say, I love, I love my copper IUD now three and a half years in, but the first eight months were fucking hell. I really? bled so much. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> but you gotta learn this stuff, man. You're apologizing now. <laughs> <laughs> I bled like I mean, this is really gross, but I would wake up in a literal oh, puddle of my own no. blood. Yeah. And no. yes, I would have to wear two like super tampons at a time. It was oh my really God. intense. And my my OB was like, Yeah, I mean, some women do react this way. Um, I had to monitor my blood loss wow, and like how totally. much I was changing Holy my shit. tampons because for me it was really extreme. It was I I had my period like three and a half weeks out of a month for like the first six months. It was really fucking hard. Oy. Now yeah. it's great. Yeah. 
And the other thing I just have to say about our current political situation, um, Planned Parenthood is not Planned Parenthood is not releasing numbers of how many women are requesting IUDs right now. But I will say I was in Planned Parenthood two weeks ago for something else, and every single woman who came in that day get was an getting ID. an IUD. And the thing wow. that I, I I know they're amazing for so many people, but the thing that is a bummer is people having to make a choice out of fear. Like if you like yeah. for me, for example, I like. The pill. I like it. I've been on it a long time. I like it. It mm-hmm. regulates a lot of things for me. And I wouldn't want to have to choose and make a choice out of fear. Right. And the first article CNN put out uh, after Trump was elected, like, quotes a 16-year-old girl whose dad made the choice for her to go oh get an IUD God. because people are afraid they will no longer have access to birth control, That's which a is... a real bummer. Um, not an unfounded fear. Not an unfounded, not an unfounded fear, fear right now. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to kind of, like, get it and then not have to think about it, and I totally... It is. But it's just, like... You know, to make any choice out of mm-hmm, fear mm-hmm. and to not have access is sex discrimination. So yes. I just wanted to make that point while yeah. we're talking about IUDs yeah. and how popular they are right now for a reason. And I just, like, think it's a bummer if any of that reason is fear. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah. So um, segueing <laughs> to the pill, the actual birth control pill, I think it's the most popular form of oral birth control actually at least um out there is also the usually the cheapest form so it's the one that most people have access to um and so we'll talk about how this actually works physically um i don't i feel like i don't know know. yeah who knows (laughs) so the birth control pill stop um works by stopping actual ovulation ovulation is a time in your menstrual cycle when an egg is released from your ovary and makes its way to your uterus if you have sex and a sperm reaches the egg in your uterus, you could become pregnant. Could. The, be- uh, the birth control pill makes it so you never ovulate, so you never release an egg, so then you never get pregnant. Hmm. Um, yeah. Most- you have a, f- a false period. Yes, yes. What, which oh, we we'll get yes. into. It's not actually a period at right. all. Uh, most birth control pills have two hormones that stop this ovulation, synthetic estrogen and synthetic progesterone. Um although some pills just have the progesterone because some women are sensitive to estrogen or can't Mm -hmm. take estrogen, and so they have a progesterone-only pill. So, uh, yes, you can still get pregnant while on the pill, although it's unlikely. Um, I don't want to call anybody a liar. People say that they get pregnant on the pill, but it's... But it's usually user error. It's user user error because you have to take your pill at the same time every day, if you skip a day, if you are not taking at the same time, your hormones aren't getting that same dose of extra hormone at the same time. Right. And so then your cycle is inconsistent. So then you could ovulate without knowing it and the egg could make its way. But there's like a lot of coulds there. It's like very right. rare. Um, so if you're on the pill, it, that's why it's so important to take it at the same time. I never knew this, so I was always kind of like, Whoops, I forgot. Who cares? It's fine. It's probably fine. And it was completely fine. I never got pregnant. Um, But that's how people get pregnant while on the pill. And it's important to know, I think we're all probably smart here, but um, the pill does not um, prevent against STDs, obviously. You're like, it's completely... Neither does IUDs. Neither does an IUD. That was not correct grammar. That's anyway, okay. that I said. Oh, yes. Okay. No, yeah. yeah. Neither, neither does do. Neither any do form of I. birth control women are likely taking. The man needs to wear condoms. That is that's yeah. a yeah. very good point. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So this is so just to protect you f- yourself. street, that sex game. <laughs> yeah. 
just to protect yourself from getting pregnant. Yeah. Um, there's other things that you should do to protect yourself from getting STDs. Um, so, do you still get your period while on the pill? I f- always thought you did. I was that, that four days after my pill pack ended, I got my period. Bleeding. No, nope. great. I'm not pregnant. Nope. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is not your period. That is the, the placebo pills that you take just so that you can stay consistent with your schedule. They oh. just put those in. Well, actually, I don't know why they put those in. You don't have, you to, don't take have to take them. You can just go from the last active hormone pill in your pack to the ne- first one in your next pack seamlessly. Seem- yeah. You don't have Skip to take those, those four sugar pills, but you can. Um, and if you do, then you might start bleeding. It's just a breakthrough bleeding because your body's like, what? What's happened? I gotta get rid of this. And then you might have symptoms, other symptoms of not having your period, of, of your period. But it's just the, it's just the, um, just your body freaking out because it's not getting that, that extra hormone that it's used to. Beautiful, weird body. That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Well, and also you're using... If you're a woman thinking about having a child, you're using less eggs if you're on birth control. Yeah. You're not, your eggs are not releasing. Right. So you're huh. saving. That's fascinating. So you're, you're yeah. saving your yeah. eggs, and it's also... You're saving um, your eggs without paying for that freezing process. <laughs> so also, um, I didn't look into this too much, but um, I've read a lot about hormones and, um, like, breast cancer and things like that. And so one of the... One of the um, uh, risks of breast cancer is women who get their periods super early and then because you're using up more of your eggs and so it's actually huh. good or better for for breast cancer so get to, uh breast cancer risk if you are on the pill because you're ovulating less whoa that's crazy yeah. mm-hmm. there are there are definitely health benefits to being on the pill for certain people for sure sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. sure yeah so um but Wait, what I are the easy uh, for a second yeah. What age was everybody when you got your period? I was 10, 12. <gasps> oh, you're the I was also I was 11. Really early. I was uh, 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. wait, 10, Jeez. 11, and 12. But, 12, but 12. I was also oh really God. early. Um, I like skipped a grade. And so oh. I was sixth grade. Oh, it's so like, like 10. But you're also around, fuck, you're around women. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was 11 and it was like, oh. I also was you this no tall friend. and had no, these yeah. boobs when I was in fifth grade. Exactly. I was yeah. this tall and had these boobs same. in fifth grade. Same. Same. Yeah. 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 Same. <laughs> I was, I was like, I was expecting to hear like, oh, you know, like 14. My best friend was 16. No shit. What a bitch. And <laughs> she kidding. And she um she was a cheerleader also and like Ugh. super super Skinny. like like but athletic is what I would say. Gross. Um really athletic. <laughs> and so I <laughs> yeah. I was like the one but okay, I don't know if you guys had this you're all all pretty young. Yeah. And so like sixth grade, super awkward, dorky, the only girl in my class with boobs. Oh yeah. Totally. The only one like all of the sixth grade super horny little boys, like, n- asking for my number, <laughs> knocking on my door. Like, and I'm just like, huh? That's you amazing. like me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They I were not to, interested in No. Me. Fun fact, I went to elementary school in Europe where oh. we would take joint swimming classes with both sexes because in Europe, like, we did that anything too. goes. And it was the worst. It was the worst, especially if you're in fifth grade and you have boobs and pubic hair. Oh, yeah. And you have to change in the changing room oh. for swim class. Oh, so mean. That's, that is, that's, that's like, embarrassing. And then I remember for the longest time, too, because my mother is very well endowed. I would say I have medium-sized boobs, but, like, from fifth grade to, like, 
graduating high school, people were like, you're going to have huge tits. Because they were checking out your mom? <laughs> I guess because like I got big tits earlier. Oh, and so people it. were like, they're going to keep growing. And I was like, nope. I cashed out early <laughs> on the growth yeah. situation. Yeah, I was the tallest <laughs> one in my class in fifth grade. And now you're and like I'm the shortest two. person ever. <laughs> yeah. Same. Now. I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Anyway. I, I derailed us. Sorry, no, sorry, sorry. It's, no, it's, it's relevant. Personal stories are always relevant. <gasps> Everybody's so, heard here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, side effects of the pill. This is, I mean, there's books written about this. Totally. Uh, Molly and I want to go into this in more depth in our uh, Balance Out the Bad part, birth, birth Control, control part, part 2. two. Um, but basically, it's not for everybody. The most common side effects are mood swings, lowered libido, um, breakthrough bleeding, and headaches. Um, your doctor will work with you or hopefully should work with you to find the right pill. Um, and Basically, they're all the same except they have different um, ratios of the estrogen and progesterone. And so you just kind of try them all out. The unfortunate thing is they take three to six months Mm -hmm. for your body to regulate to one of those pills. So it could be years before you find the right, like, fit for your body. Um, I was on Yaz the first time. and I was uh-oh. on that once, too. Oof. That's the evil it one. It worked fine oh, for see, me. For me, it was the fucking worst. See? Be- bodies. 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 different. Yeah. Bodies. So it worked. I was on it when I was, I think, 20. Um, and then I, when I turned 25, everything changed. Really? And I, it started not working for me anymore. That's fascinating. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I went to the back to the doctor, and he, they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, it's five years later. Your body's changing. Your hormones are changing. Wow. You should try a different pill. And then I tried pill after pill after pill, and then none of them were right. And so then I got off of it. And that was a really dark time because my hormones just went crazy. Crashed. You've been so used to having this artificial hormone in your body for years and years. And so then I had to, I actually was asking about the IUD Mm. or other, actually what I was asking for was non- non-hormonal birth control and my um, gynecologist was like nah I really think that we should just try all the pills until one works for you and that so I went back Bye. on the pills and I was on that for a while again and then I just decided to stop yeah so now I'm on nothing good oh really yeah I went for a year of nothing because I was having a year of a monk of being a monk uh-huh. not having sex <laughs> I just was aware of that that was a like, whole year or a m- uh, it was like two years no mm-hmm. sex not on purpose, just oh. I was kind of like, this is my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't want to pay for yeah. um, birth control because at the time I don't think I had insurance either. And I was like, this is crazy expensive. Yeah. I'm going to see what my life is like. Mm-hmm. Not on the pill. I'm an animal. Like, think, for me, like, literally, thank God for hormone regulation. I would, I like felt like I turned into an animal. I would cry. Yeah. I felt like I would have sex mm-hmm. with anyone <laughs> i feel like i don't know if this is like an advertisement for women are crazy but the point is is women should always have access to what they need yeah it yeah. is 100%. Uh, of our right to be able to um do what we need to do for our bodies but yep. yeah but anyway um yeah I had my, similar... my experience not being on the pill uh yeah. was a wild emotional roller coaster mine was horrible as well for yeah. nine months yeah um and then and then I went on a new the new pill and it helped. But what pill? Ooh, it was Lun- Lutera. Lutera. That's what I take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's low dose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It no worked, estrogen. It worked fine, but it. Um, I still had migraines and I still had 
I don't remember now exactly what else, but it I just I just decided not worth I, it. I used up my last pack and I was like, nah, I'm not getting a refill. I'm done. Yeah. I'm also married and have a stable job. And if I had got pregnant, it would be like, woohoo. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And it's it like, was it's part just of your plan. And one so of the it's things. like it's like, oh, it's not it wouldn't be we're also not like nineteen, where it's like, yeah. oh shit, like, and I'm, we have you're in a place where you're okay risking right. it. It's yeah, not, it's, yeah, not, it's yeah. not a risk it's not a for risk. you right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, and we we do other things to make it so less likely to have a sure. baby. Yeah, and that works for us. Yeah. Um. So one of the common misconceptions about um the pill is that it makes you gain weight. This has been tested so many times, and it's actually not true. Usually people are starting the pill right when they're also starting college or also moving <laughs> right. out or some other thing that causes them to gain weight, and they attribute it to the pill. I was I gained, I like gained weight at that time, too, and I love to ca- uh, say that it was a pill, but I guess it actually probably wasn't. Um, a lot of people get on the pill for acne, regulation and uh, a lot of teens are prescribed the pill for acne and um that can be dangerous as you were saying Mm -hmm. not knowing what your actual cycle and what your actual hormones are like and so a lot of times when they get off the pill to try to get pregnant eventually then they have this horrible kind of reaction to the end uh or off the all the hormones leaving the body exactly Mm -hmm. but we'll get we, we were going to we'll do, like, a whole other <laughs> hormone episode, um, so stay tuned for that. Um, and then risks of taking the pill. Um, so basically the highlights, you shouldn't take it if you're smoking. You shouldn't take it if you have had breast cancer, are prone to blood clots, have heart problems, have migraines, apparently, have high blood pressure, um, base, talk to your doctor. Make sure that it's really you know safe for you to get on it. Mm-hmm. I could see that this is the reason why they don't want to give it over the counter. Mm. But there's a lot of other things that you can buy over the counter that are bad They're for you. If also, not, like, don't take what it the are right the risks way. of unplanned pregnancy? Oh, absolutely. Totally. Huh. So I, <laughs> I, good segue. I just <laughs> yeah. So I could. I mean, I'm, what I'm saying is maybe that's a reason people are saying it. I still think it's bullshit. Um, and then there's emergency contraception. Do we want to? Hello. AKA, should, we, should we talk about emergency contraception, or should we talk about? Should we? Yeah. Should we go first, or should you guys go? We have time for both, so let's perfect. Go. Let's keep going in this one. Yeah. yeah. So emergency oh, yeah. contraception, also known as Plan B, also known as the morning after pill, also known as you should just always have it in your house at any given time. So apparently, is that wrong? That's such a good point. Apparently, though. It can expire. Oh shit! Oh. Sorry. So you NBM. should NBM. Never mind. Keep so it, you can keep buy it in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> you can buy it over the counter Check now. Check the expiration date. <laughs> you can buy it over the counter now, so you shouldn't have to hoard it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but if you want to, but maybe maybe buy one and keep it around. If you travel abroad, bring it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Full of these tips. I'm oh, learning yeah. stuff Always on my own. Always bring podcast. that and bring <laughs> American <laughs> condoms. Yeah, not to be you know nationalistic, oh, I, but bring yourself some American condoms, especially idea. if you're going to Russia. Oh, Ooh. especially if you're going to Asia too. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. that we speak from experience or anything. <laughs> good, good, good notes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the way this works is it contains 1.5 milligrams of lenogestrel, which is the, the hormone, that's hormone in the IUD. In the IUD. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's also used in some other regular birth control pills, but in way lower doses. So depending on where you are on your cycle, this can work in two ways. It may either prevent or delay ovulation, just like a normal pill would, or it may interfere with the fertilization of an egg. So this is probably working more like the well, IUD. Like an IUD and creates completely a barrier. Where yeah, so where it makes it harder for the... It. Yeah, it makes it harder for the um, fertilized egg to attach to the uterus by changing the lining, yeah. which is what you were saying yep. with the... Um, so the plan B is not the same as the RU486, which, which is the is abortion, abortion pill. Abortion pill. Um, doesn't create, cause an abortion, doesn't cause a miscarriage. It will not work if you are already pregnant. It works in the in-between moments. So mm-hmm. you don't have the normal hormones in your body to prevent ovulation. And you... It just prevents the egg, the fertilized egg from attaching. I was reading an article earlier about this from the New York Times. And the New York Times, it was like, I think it's like an article from 2004. And it was talking about how, like, it was explaining, this is not the abortion pill. This is not the abortion pill. The the FDA or um, the makers of the morning after pill first applied for this to be approved in 1999 and it was it went through years and years and years of of getting approved and this new york times article in 19 or in 2004 um was talking about like this is not this is not the abortion pill and then i was reading the word contraceptive and i was like let's look about this like let's think about this etymology like from an etymology standpoint Mm -hmm. contra like mm-hmm. in between, yeah, between. Yeah, it's yeah. not like removal. It's contra. It's like it's it's yeah, it comes right. in between. The, it's a barrier. So it's yeah. it's a contraceptive. Like yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Learning word choices. Word choices. Politicians like to yeah. use. Yeah. 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 So yeah. last note on the plan B. In order to be effective, you have to take it as soon as you should take it as soon as, as soon possible. As um, is the best chance of stopping the pregnancy in the first seventy-two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. after unprotected can, sex, and you can take it up to five days after, and then oh. it's um, but it's within the first seventy two. But okay. they won't give it to you if it's, oh, if if it's, it's more after than five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've taken it. Yeah, I have too. It ain't yeah. bad. It I didn't really actually. I didn't. I didn't notice any effects. No, quite frankly, you can take um, you can take certain brands mm-hmm. of just regular birth control pills. You can take them in an off-label usage um, as as emergency contraceptive, as emergency contraception. Um, you can also have a Paragard inserted as an AC as well. Hmm. Um, oh. But I mean, if you're if you're That's... thinking about it within like three to five days or like like zero to five days, you're probably not going to get a doctor's appointment. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Go get that plan. Go B. get that plan B. Yeah. That's yeah. also part of so, and we'll we'll get into this later too. But part of the um, the reason why they wanted to make Plan B available over the counter mm-hmm. is because you can't often get a doctor's appointment within yeah. two to three yeah. days or three to five days. Um, so if you if you need to you know go to get a doctor's appointment, and then go to the pharmacy, you might be too late. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a big reason why they argued for it to um, be put over the counter. Yeah. And so as long as you're 15 years old with an ID, um, you can get it over the counter. Yeah. Um, they want. Yeah. We should recommend that everybody does that right now. Everybody just kind of maybe just gets one, one just to have one. Yeah, and I'm sorry I don't have the actual the actual note about if it expires or not, but check it out yeah, or ask your pharmacist. Out. Because you still have to go to the pharmacy counter and say, like, plan B, plan please. B, yeah. Um, so I guess it's pharmacy hours. Totally. Yeah. Ugh, that's annoying. It is annoying. But yeah. it yeah. just helps, you know, in case you have a friend in trouble or whatnot. Totally. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and cool. you were you were telling us before we sat down that Hillary Clinton had a lot to do with yeah. helping get so Plan I, B completely this, legal. I I there's not that much 
like that I could find on it because of course when you google like Hillary Clinton emergency contraception you get like a bunch of fringe websites both from the left and the right um that are talking about like oh you know like Hillary Clinton loves abortion well it's like oh, great geez. great I'm glad she does wish she was my president <laughs> Um, but <laughs> she likes uh, she likes choice. She as likes choice to uh, ripping babies. Yeah, out of- as opposed to mm-hmm. like mandation, whatever. Right. So um, Hillary Clinton, um, there. I'm not. Uh, I I don't want to get it wrong, but and that's the whole crux of Amanda's Mind podcast is that we don't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but Amanda and I started sort of started this podcast with that. So take let's take that yeah. with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, this article that I was reading um, is Hillary Clinton pushed for wider plan B access during time in Senate. Basically, she there was a fight between in the Bush administration of whether or not the like the, the plan B was um, safe and actually it's just like oh this is just like political ideology yeah. coming into play. Um, so so somebody somebody at the FDA stepped down and um, Bush the second nominated somebody to go in that person's place and Hillary Clinton and this other senator were like "Uh uh-uh we're not going to approve that person we're going to block this nomination until we talk about emergency contraception and getting it approved um so our girl Hillary she she was really instrumental in getting this approved for um for wider FDA distribution um and now with with Obamacare we can get it now without um a prescription Mm -hmm. yeah yeah our girl HRC OTC EC, Ugh. and hopefully, it, hopefully oh, it, it stays that way. Hopefully, it's, let's hope it stays that yeah. way. So. Yeah, yeah. But you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna tell us about that, right? You're gonna tell us um, all about that. I just wanted to talk a little bit more about like how recently in history all these things have happened. Like sometimes we, you know, we're really like, oh, we still have it such so hard as a woman. And I just think about what our moms went through and all the people who came oh before us. That like yeah. the first oral contraceptive was not available or approved by the FDA until 1960, which is crazy. That's on our mother's lifetime. Yeah. And then um, only married couples uh, (laughs) were allowed to access it at first um, in 25 states after married couples were approved all over America to have the pill. Um, Single women didn't have access to the pill, which is crazy. And that's 1965. And then IUDs became legal in 1968. And those and then, ones were bad. Yeah, I was reading were, about yeah, those ones. They were yeah. bad. And so that's why I think IEDs have a bad have rap a bad still. Rap. Yeah. It's because they were bad in the 60s. I remember talking to my mom about, oh, maybe I'll get the IED. And she's like, well, no. well, well, <laughs> those are dangerous. Yeah. Like, I think they're better now. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be what she would think. So it wasn't until 1972 that birth control was legal for all citizens in the United States of America. 72? 1972. Is that what that was? Nope, it's Baird versus Einstadt. I Hmm. hope I'm saying that right. But that was the decision that finally legalized birth control for every... Wow. Every, both single and married women <laughs> in Lord. the United States. It's just uh, crazy. And we have to, like, thank all the people that came before us yeah. that fought yeah. for this. Yeah. Um, and then not until the 80s did the low dose uh, become available, which was also took women's, women standing up to drug companies and saying, like, there's bad side yeah. effects with the pill. And yeah. more research needs to be done. So in the 80s, we finally got the low dose. Um, so, you know, birth control is like a new revolution so yeah, still it it's still yeah. so new so it makes sense why we still have to fight for it i i feel like i, I mean so, yeah. it, it does and it doesn't it's yeah. crazy that we're still fighting for our birth control rights but um 
it's still it's still new to the world, so it's something I feel like we still have to fight for. So I'm gonna play another clip of another frustrating reason of why we gotta fight because you know some people out there think that uh, Planned Parenthood is real dangerous, and we have these ladies to thank for this amazing <laughs> clip. So this real this good clip. Yeah, if you guys want to set up at all, it's gonna take me one second to pull it up. So I I was just doing my googling last night, and as, as you can imagine, googling anything about birth control gets you a lot of mixed results. It gets yeah. you a lot of like really fringe, very conservative sites. Um, Whereas we think, I mean, we're on the left, clearly, but we, we are like much more in the like in the centrist view. But I so I found this I found this like trying to hate on the Morena, trying to hate on the IUD. And I, I happened on this video in the in the margin and I was like, what is this? It's amazing. OK, I found it. Shall we just play it? Let's play it. It is amazing. It's crazy. What's the title? Hooking Kids on Sex. Hooking yes. Kids on Sex. If you're listening to the Laura Ingram Show, 855. Oh, no, no, no this is not the right one. This is not the right one. I'm happy that this is playing, though. <laughs> I love that. Um, guys, there's there's several hooking clips, kids clips on, on sex. YouTube about the dangers of hooking kids on sex. This is Hooking Kids on Sex 2. Let me see if That's I can Yeah, Hooking Kids on Sex Roman numerals 2. <laughs> there's, um, there's, you know, there's more than one of these, so... See if I can find the right one. Maybe, maybe not. You guys keep talking while I find it. <laughs> Let's lead up to this. Well, well, okay. Actually, I wanna I wanna talk to Angela about. Who's, our, I'm just I'm just trying to social media right now, okay. like a bad girl. Our our we have a we have a friend who was a Planned Parenthood <sighs> yes. nurse. Yes. And about a year ago, we went to her bachelorette party. Oh man, it was. And great. her bachelorette party was. Um, like just basically us in a hotel room riveted being of her educating <laughs> us about the different types of birth control oh, and about yeah. the different types of, you know, there's like, there's, there's so many types that we didn't even talk about. Today. Yeah. It's like the there implant, really are. Um, it's the patch. It's the shot, the shot, the ring, the, um, you know, we didn't get into all the different types of like the cutesy little girly names of the, um, the IUDs, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, but Kara is like an angel who walks among us doing the, doing the Lord's work of, of, you know, educating. She don't world. even need that birth control. I know. She's taking one for the team. I know. She is just educating. She's Ugh. purely altruistic. So, she, Kara, she should we love start you. a YouTube series, Fireside Chat. Oh my gosh, she fucking should. <laughs> Do you know how amazing she would be at she that? She would be so good. She would she's be so funny. So good at that. Yeah. yeah. I found a really crazy clip. Okay, let's see. Can't wait. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Do not let children watch this episode of the American Life League Report. When most people think of Planned Parenthood, they think of the babies it kills through abortion or the mountains yeah, yeah, of birth yeah, yeah. control it dispenses. Mountains. But another side to Planned Parenthood is its obsession with sex. Sex toys, sex contests, sex balloons, penis-shaped balloons, penis cupcakes, vagina cakes, vagina macaroons, vagina fruit roll-ups, giant vagina costumes. All of these things play a central role in Planned Parenthood's community activities. But what's truly shocking is how these allowed unfettered access to our children while raking in government cash to sell them unrestrained sex. Oh, Planned Parenthood will claim that what they teach kids is scientific and age-appropriate. But the fact of the matter is that age-appropriate is a standard concocted by Planned Parenthood itself so that it can sell pornography to kids as science. Why would they do this? Just as the goal of a drug dealer is to make drug addicts, Planned Parenthood's goal is to make (laughs) sex addicts. 
and they follow the same business model. For instance, Planned Parenthood's gateway drug is masturbation. One of its primary <laughs> resources for 10-year-olds oh, is so a book cool. called It's Perfectly Normal, and it sells masturbation to kids with graphic images of naked boys and girls, boys and girls masturbating, and, uh, men and women having well. sex, and even things like this, and this, and this. Like cute if a little dirty drawings old man showed these little... things to a 10-year-old kid in a park, yeah, those are he'd be arrested. Cute drawings of your anatomy. But when Planned Parenthood shows them to kids in a classroom, it gets government money. But that's just the start. Once they get to high school, you know, right about the time that they hit puberty, Planned Parenthood tells vulnerable teens stimulating and intimate things about sex. Just look at what its website for teens says. <laughs> the link to Our Bodies takes teens to a page that provides graphic displays of genitals how and tells dare them about they know. how pleasurable how the clitoris is and how pleasurable lesson. breasts are to touch and massage. Oh, yeah. This section on sex and masturbation encourages <laughs> boys and girls to masturbate That's and a, tries uh, to dispel breast exam any embarrassment yeah, exactly. in trying it. It also describes orgasms and encourages anal what? sex and what? oral sex. This section, titled LGBTQ, yeah, tells young teens that all sexual orientations are perfectly normal. The page well, yeah. on homosexuality, titled Coming Out, displays a teenage boy in an intimate pose with what appears to be an adult man. But it's probably this not. Section yeah. explains how to have gay sex using a condom, dental dam, How and dare you use protection to have gay sex? <laughs> and for their viewing pleasure. I'll stop so cool. there. So cool. So every, basically every type Any of question? sex makes this man angry. That's clearly male-centric. Because earlier in the podcast, you guys all said that you had your, you all started your periods before you were even Yeah, teenagers. yeah, yeah. Sure. It says high school. Yeah. Start puberty, and that's when boys. Good catch. <gasps> well yeah. done. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's really, yeah. that's really true. Trevor's helping us identify Thanks, patriarchal tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this video is a Catholic it's a, group. It, from as far as I can tell, it's a Catholic sort of lobbying group. Um, it was uh, the only people that I know that are more like white. I don't know any people that are more white that hate birth control more than Catholics. Yeah. So yeah, they don't. Oh, I was gonna make it really bad make molestation it off the air. Make off joke the air. Oh, about yeah, yeah. Mm. well we but, can all go okay. there on our own mind. Yep. Yep. <laughs> unfortunately right now it's not just Catholics that hate birth control as we're staring yeah. down federal legislation that is going to defund Planned Parenthood so um, yep. it's uh, it seems it's crazy and we're staring down legislation that is going to leave um, anybody who has low income behind for any type of choice if you're a woman um so, you know, Medicaid funding will go away from Planned Parenthood uh, as long as Planned Parenthood is providing abortion services. And as we all know, Planned, pa Planned Parenthood has always stood for a woman's right to choose. So um, without Medicaid funding to Planned Parenthood, he, even here in Los Angeles, clinics are going to close. Um, and just health care in general is going to be less available to women. One million people in Los Angeles, men and women, use Planned Parenthood. And um, I just heard on... Um, uh, press play if anybody listens to that radio show Yo, that like Madeline Brand yeah Madeline Brand love her shout out to Madeline if you ever want to be on, on welcome to the clan bake we would love to or have you the bad we'd love to yeah have you too. you're <laughs> the bomb dot com uh, but that uh, you know three to five clinics in Los Angeles will instantly be at risk of clo closing if repeal replace 
goes through um, because they will no longer have uh, Medicaid funding. And there's not an alternative for these people. There's, you know, there's low-income clinics, but they don't provide the same services, and they're already at capacity. So right. um, it and just it's, seems I think crazy. important to note on one of my mom's um, more conservative friends wants, you know, is a, against Planned Parenthood. And when I was, she's like, well, they shouldn't fund abortion. I don't want my tax money funding abortions. And I was like, it doesn't already. Yeah, It but, funds yeah. breast cancer screenings and yeah. contraception to people who can't otherwise afford it. And she was like, huh? Right. There's already like, legislation in yeah. place that you, yeah. you cannot so, use federal funds, funds for abortion. I can't say yeah. that enough. Is like, get educated people right. who because it doesn't affect. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who want to put it down. Because the Planned Parenthood clinics that will stay open are are the ones that provide abortion <laughs> services. And the ones that close right. will be providing STD screening, contraception, access to birth control, uh, pap yeah. smear, just basic things that women need are the ones that are going to close with Look, the new legislation. Here's the thing. And I know that this is an echo chamber and probably everyone who's listening to our podcasts shares our politics but birth control we get a troll now and then <laughs> birth control isn't just a benefit for women if you are a money loving conservative who wants to protect the economy you have to support birth control i'm gonna hit you with some facts okay hit us, hit us. Birth control is essential not only to women's liberation, but to a well-running, high-functioning, healthy economic society. It has a huge impact on our national economy. Fully one-third of the wage gains women have made since the 1960s are a result of access to oral contraceptives. The Centers for Disease Control and Pre Prevention named family planning, including access to modern contraception, one of the 10 great public health achievements in the 20th century. The U.S. and state governments saved $13.6 billion in 2010, and it is estimated that for every $1 invested in family planning programs, federal and state governments save $7.09 oh, in shit. part because of uh, because unemployment unintended pregnancies were prevented from publicly supported contraception. Yeah. I mean, it is insane. Bloomberg Businessweek recently listed contraception as one of the most trans transformational developments in the business sector in the last 85 years. And if you care about women doing well in their lives, you know, getting educated. Um, yeah. You know, having careers, starting having businesses. Having careers, starting businesses, and contributing to the economy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um uh, having more money to spend on other yes. things. Being able to get the pill before 21 has been found to be the most influential factor in enabling women already in college to stay in college. Absolutely. College enrollment was 20% higher among women who could access the birth control pill legally by the age of 18 in 1970 compared with women who could not, and women who could access the pill before having to decide whether or not to pursue higher education obtain an average about of one year more of education before the age of 30. Um, it helps uh, keep the dropout rate low. It has been a major factor in contributing to the fact that there are more women than men in college mm -hmm. now that straight mm -hmm. up would not be possible without contraceptives because they'd be having fucking babies and being right. trapped, trapped by the economic shackles that pregnancy, especially being a single mother, puts on right. women. Um, today, women are the majority of undergraduate students. The number of women who complete four or more years of college is is six times what it was before birth control became legal. 
Wow. I mean, it's absolutely insane. It enhances a child's well-being because when a pregnancy is wanted, you have the tools to give that mm-hmm. child a proper life. It prevents death. It, I mean, like we talked about earlier, it has been consistently found to be associated mm-hmm. with a reduced risk of ovarian and endometrial cancers. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean... It, Hate women all you want, but if you want to help the economy, yeah, fucking give us access to birth control. control. Yeah. Have you guys heard? And of then the... your mistresses won't have to have so many yeah. abortions. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you're sick of paying for them. <laughs> and you know, right now, like we're lucky, we do have access to birth control, and we do have the right to choose um, in most states quite firmly still and and other states not so much but even with that i know this is not the abortion episode but even with that one in four women uh will need to seek an abortion um in their lifetimes and uh you know without without access we're gonna leave the developed world behind if we lose access to birth control and the right to choose we're already leaving the developed world behind in texas louisiana Indiana, yeah. Ohio, yeah. Um, particularly Texas, where uh, you know child uh, death in childbirth has already gone up over the last two years. I mean, oh my the God. facts are just you know, I, I don't know how reading <laughs> as the, we don't we don't read facts anymore. But I don't yeah. know no, how yeah. like, li- yeah. listening to facts um, wouldn't have you on uh, the side of women's right <sighs> rights <laughs> in general. Yeah. Have you guys heard of the Donahue-Levitt hypothesis? No. This is um, stating that legal re- legal abortion, which was um, uh, legalized in this 1972, um, at that point, um, you know, if we look at 20 years later in the 90s, crime rates dropped significantly totally. mm-hmm. because then mm-hmm. so the hypothesis is that children were taken out of the population who would have grown up to be criminals yep. because of the because Access. of the um just shitty home mm-hmm. life situations and being around gang violence or mm-hmm. whatever um being unwanted mm-hmm. children not being born actually made our whole society safer so not only is it good for the woman um and ac- the, economy, the economy but it's, it's also, also good, good for, for society healthier for a society yeah. as a whole yeah. to just keep those pe- those unwanted yeah. people out of the... I mean, that's it's harsh, it's kind of, harsh, it's harsh way to say but it, but well, it's probably not, not doing it justice. There are so many children without... <clears throat> yeah, these, homes. I mean, without, I just... Yesterday, I was in... I'm all for I, a, yeah. a birth ban. That's <laughs> no. a whole other controversial <laughs> thing. Let's... Uh, I want to ask you guys a question. <laughs> Molly's like, I no, I'm not touching that. This. I want to spin <laughs> this around a little bit. Yeah, please do. So, so my... One of my biggest questions is what what something I always ask myself is what do I have to gain by this? What what does the right have to gain by not allowing women access to birth control? And it's like you can spin your wheels and spin your wheels and spin your wheels all you want, but I really believe that it is like an access like like not wanting to have access to pleasure and not mm-hmm. and wanting to wanting to only allow access of shame mm-hmm. and not a, not wanting to f- women to be able to feel good about about seeking out sex and seeking out sexual relationships. Yeah. And, and it's also economic. Yeah. So it's the women going to college and yeah. getting great jobs and going to higher education and going to the boardroom and demanding higher wages. I mean and taking that power away from, from the, the people men. who have the power now the white 
man. Well, have you guys no, heard that it, uh, the hardest uh, type of person to be right now is a straight white man in America? Have Good. you heard about yeah. that? Good. That's something that's happening <laughs> that's, right yeah. now. It's a it's a, a real fact, and so they're you know acting out. So they're so us. they're so they're fucking pissed it's about really it because yeah. they because because well what? it's just fucking not true because it's well because for for fucking millennia they've had it the fucking easiest and well, so now they're getting upset about it. It's that equality to those with privilege feels like oppression. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's that word. Thing. Word. Yep. Get and so get actually, over it. I think this it. is a maybe a good way to end it. Um, when they're talking about birth control, there was actually a test of a male birth control uh-huh. shot, and um, it was actually ninety six percent effective at preventing pregnancy. Um, but the study ended after men who were taking it reported negative side effects like mood swings. <laughs> Altered libido and acne. And they so, couldn't wow. fucking handle what we have gone through for wow. literal years, literal yeah, decades, decades. decades. And they just couldn't fucking handle deal it. with it. I was on a pill that didn't work for me. Had all for those years. symptoms for, for years. years because I felt like I had no other choice. So they literally stopped the study. I slept in my own blood for eight months. You, you seriously? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Ugh, wow. to be a woman thanks have for you, joining us <laughs> have you ladies heard of the documentary Women on Waves no. I need to know yes. everything about it yes. we are, I always like to try and like end on positive notes so I just wanted to bring up Women on Waves so th- there's, this, oh, Dutch, there's yeah. this Dutch woman in Europe who has raised enough money to have this boat and she takes the boat off the coast of various countries mm. that do not provide abortions and will give any woman oh, an abortion who needs it and she also sends mm-hmm. she also I sends plan B in the mail um, and the even more shocking thing about this though is that uh, how many women from America have been what? writing to her to get access to plan B since she started this program which is crazy but she's an amazing woman and I just want to play a little clip of the film oh I want to see it I recommend it everybody watch it it's on Netflix I you know it was actually hard to get this documentary when it first came out a couple years ago of course yeah um, but she you can google if you google women on waves there's a ton of clips of her talking about okay we'll post it women on waves um, the work is really to create awareness about medical abortion, about abortion in general, about the violation of women's rights that are the consequence of uh, illegal and unsafe abortions. Um, and the, the, the work that it started, that's why it's called Women on Waves, it started with a ship, a Dutch ship that goes to countries where abortion is illegal. And there women can go on board and get a uh, medical abortion in international waters where it's Dutch law. And then we sell back. Um, and so as a result of that was the first campaigns that we did and we sailed to Ireland and Poland and Portugal and Spain and Morocco. Um, and it still exists. Uh, the last campaign that we did was with a drone. Uh, we had an, 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 the abortion drone uh, that was flying so awesome. pills from Germany, abortion pills from Germany to Poland because in Poland oh, abortion wow. is, I mean medical abortion is not available, abortion is very restricted. Um, and so the idea behind that is that it creates visibility uh, of you know the reality of abortion that women have abortions that they need it, um, and also that so that it's an action to to to, to break the taboo. So I love it. Um, the documentary is amazing, especially yeah. when she brings the ship close to mm-hmm. countries like Portugal that we don't even yeah. we're like oh we think Portugal is a beautiful uh, developed. 
place. Yeah. And there's still, you know, these places in Europe that uh, I wasn't even aware that mm-hmm. uh, to get an abortion is so difficult. But yeah. I mean, yeah. we're all we're all in this together, right? Like the, those countries in Europe, they have had women leaders, and they have had yeah. they have like yeah. extremely high levels of women in their like their legislation. Like mm-hmm. Cuba has like over sixty percent of wi- of their Congress is women. And what's yeah. ours? Fucking like twenty percent. Like so. So that's amazing that like this that 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 we have better access to abortion for now, but we also can't trust a woman in in power. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, we're all in this together. To International Women's Day, yeah. one day after. Yeah. We don't yeah. all want to have to like sail off on a ship to, get, damn, to get what we right? need. <laughs> so we got to keep fighting. Um, were we starting to wrap up? Do we want to yeah, talk about our, our clams? Yeah, no, we'd like to end with what makes your clam dance this week. Ooh, well, you guys go first because we are unfamiliar. Yeah. We're uninitiated. You go first. Oh God, I didn't prepare. I know I didn't think about. So it's just like what, like what, like going what makes, on, you what's happy happy? makes you happy? Yeah. Well, yesterday was International Women's Day. Yeah. That made yeah. us all very happy. And so I saw. <laughs> I, I was I didn't really like I didn't post anything I wanted to but I didn't have the right words and everybody had their like great illustrations and quotes and stuff and I was like oh and then I saw I saw I was leaving work I was leaving I was driving out the driveway and this young black woman in like a sundress on her bike just like bing bing down the street on Wilshire, rocking out to her like songs in her headphones. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yes, this is International Women's Day. Day. She's yeah. so happy. Yeah. She's like so healthy and like just like loving life, going down the street on her bike. And I was like, that made my day. That makes that, I was like, I love great. all that's my great. friends that I know and like all the women in my life personally. But it was also just like, you're a woman too and you're loving life and Mm -hmm. I love you for being who you are and just loving your life right now. Love it. That was a highlight. That's a really good highlight. Yeah. I don't know if I, go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I only just saw Moonlight last night. Mm. It took me forever, partially because I'm poor, partially because I'm busy, partially because, I don't know, I'm a white person who falls into white traps and happened to see La La Land first like a dick. Um, it was amazing. Really good. It was so incredible and moving. And The soundtrack is yeah. unreal. The, the, it's, it's just so touching. Like, it's... So t- it's tender and it's hopeful Beautiful. too that it, yeah. that it yeah. fucking got made is really mm-hmm. hopeful. <sighs> yes, yeah. That so we good. can see True. those images of mm-hmm. black men allowed to be full human beings mm-hmm. on screen. Yeah, is so amazing a, and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, also for an indie movie, like, yeah, to, totally. to get that far in just general mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, to have one scene take place in one location and last for like 20 minutes is like, yeah. and to be engaged is like an achievement. Totally. Uh, my makes my indie film soul really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm also happy about International Women's Day that like I'm on a bunch of like random list boards and everybody has been circulating lists of women-owned businesses. Mm. That I didn't know existed in Los Angeles and uh, in the world, and like how to make sure um, we're supporting them. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I also, I mine also deals with International Women's Day. I skipped work yesterday. 
I, um, I'm in a position of privilege where I can. Um, and I spent the morning, you know, drinking my coffee in my bed at 9am and Ugh. doing my laundry, which I know that the, the, yeah. the whole point of yesterday was like to not do unpaid work, but, like, but I'm like, I'm, I'm a single person. Like I'm not, I like, this is just counts as like life admin. This is right. just like doing my, doing my, doing what I have to do to live. Um, and then in the afternoon, I went to this group home for girls here in Los Angeles um, that is um, girls who are either girls by birth assignment or by gender identity. So it, they accept anyone um, mm -hmm. ages 12 to 19. They can be they can arrive with the clothes on their backs and nothing else. So the clothes in the they have what they have in their trash bags. Um, they may have had you know trouble in and out of the foster system or in and out of the sex trade. Um, so I volunteered with these girls. We made vision boards, mm -hmm. and it was so incredibly inspiring to just sit next to these girls. The girls who sat next to me were pretty shy, um, so they were, you know, not as not as engaged as some of the other girls. But um, they they are there, and they have they have their own little family. They have their own little dorm rooms. They you know everything gets donated, and and the community is so generous. And um, just going being uh, spending International Women's Day with mm -hmm. these these women who are, I will never fucking know what that's like. Yeah. I will never know what that's like. By the grace of God, the female, <laughs> I will yeah, never yeah. know what that's like. But um, it was so rewarding and so beautiful, and just watching them be with their vision boards were just was just that's so great. That's really cool. What's this organization called? Um, it's called Aviva. Hmm. Okay, so they take donations. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they take donations. Yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. So, you guys, thanks for doing a megasode with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Clams. Yeah. Clams. 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 This is so great. This is so fun. Yeah. Thanks, Clams. Where can we find you on the internet? Oh, uh, yeah. welcome to theclambake.com. Cool. Instagram, welcome to the clambake. Twitter, clambake pod. Facebook, welcome to the clambake. We're trying to do all the socials. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. the socials. We're trying to spread the word to, you know? to any clam that would like to listen. And so you're on iTunes. We're on iTunes, iTunes Stitcher, Stitcher, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> How about y'all? Uh, where can, well, where can the clams find we you two? We didn't introduce ourselves. Do the full intro. Oh my god! We went through this whole podcast without knowing who you yeah. are. So I'm Molly Tricano. I'm Amanda Conrad. Molly and I went to college together. We went to okay. college together. Talk Molly. Talk. And um, so we're at balanceoutthebad.com. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Balance Out the Bad. We're mm -hmm. not on Twitter because uh, ain't nobody got time. For that. We don't have time for that. I don't. Um, I don't know. But uh, that's where you can find us. We're all, yeah, we're, we're on, on iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher and, and SoundCloud, SoundCloud as well. Sweet. Yeah. And we love it when people reach out and tell us when we're doing a great job when we're doing a terrible job. Absolutely. If they want to be on the Tell us the your cast, horror stories. Tell us yeah. your BC horror stories. Yeah. This week, oh, yeah. Yeah. send us your, your horror stories and your, your success stories. Oh, stories. Yes. Yeah. What's working for you? Totally. And if you're in the waiting room at Planned Parenthood about to get your IUD and just want to send us a message, we'll listen. Oh, we'll yeah. listen we'll to that. Can't I wait. love it. Bye, you guys. Bye. 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 Thanks. Welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of